A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Paul Hawksby. And Andy Jacobs. And this is the H&J Daily with some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. Uh, well, we were joined by comedian and Leeds United fan Maisie Adams. She was on Good Form. She was good. I've never met her before. She's very funny. Yeah, very funny. She always is. Popped in the cinemas a few times on Good Form once again. Um, we spoke to the organiser of the World Nettle Eating Championships that took place we over did, the yeah. weekend. A bit yeah. quiet at the moment, obviously. Yeah. Um, we had a quiz for you. We did. Uh, which was uh, Sue Barker or Chewbacca. I know, seriously. Uh, all will be explained uh, shortly. And uh, we had some clips of the week pewter from back in 2010. We also uh, went down the uh, road of uh, uh, bulldogs being used mm. at uh, Wimbledon as opposed to bull boys and girls. Not a great idea, as you'll discover. <laughs> good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Andy. Oh, good afternoon, Paul. And How was your weekend? Well, it was very nice. Thank oh, you yeah. very much. How was yours? Yeah, it was fine. Good. Uh, I didn't do a great deal. No, well, we had a bit of fun. I'd, I'd love to bring you exciting stories, but I can't. Fair enough. The uh, congratulations, though, to the most officious bloke of the weekend, the starter of the men's 5,000 metres at the UK Athletics Championship, who called a false start. Have you seen this? No. <laughs> Even the commentators are going, what, what's he done that for? They've got 12 and a half laps to run. <laughs> it's ridiculous. <laughs> oh, of course. Yeah, yes. yeah. Yeah, So, I mean, somebody just wobbled and they all went off and then he. They didn't boot the fella out, did they? No, 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 they didn't. Oh, good, that yeah. would have been a bit that too been much, a disaster, wouldn't it? That really, yeah. Have you ever started a race, Andy? What, actually been the starter? Yeah, no. have you ever started the race? I can't think I have. I th- oh, one year I did start the Father Christmas of the Year race. <laughs> and I, I can't believe you forgot that. <laughs> it was a long time ago, it was about 30 years ago. Do they wear spikes, the Father Christmases? Where do they, <laughs> I think they just wore They trainers. wear the big boots. No, they wear the big boots. So how does the Father Christmas of the Year, how's it run? Is it run over... <laughs> Is it just a, a sprint? I remember it took place at the Marriott Hotel. Don't ask me why. In Which the one? I mean, there's more than the one. one. In, no, yes, that's very yeah. true. The one in the West End. In, okay. Uh, indoors or out in the car park? Uh, no, it was indoors. <laughs> indoors <laughs> at the Marriott. Did but it you was dream Christmas? This? No. Okay, right. It was in the ballroom, and uh, okay, yeah. I don't remember it that well, but. Uh, it well, it's all coming fun. back to you. I feel well, like I'm eking it out of you a bit. It's a lot of fun, <laughs> You're under interrogation. Really. <laughs> no, really mind. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Um, you're start saying <laughs> no comment in a minute. No, no, you can't leave this here. Oh, in what? what? No, but in no, what? Basically, people dr- Father Christmases from well-known stores assembled at the Marriott Hotel. Yeah. And I think it was like Selfridges v Harrods, uh, Harvey Nichols against. Uh, so they had the heats one on one. 
Or yeah, they all ran at once? I don't remember, honestly. I don't. Who won? I don't remember. <laughs> How are we ever going to write this autobiography? <laughs> I know. Don't worry about that. <laughs> anyway, listeners, tell us, have you ever started a race? Because it does bring its own response, even if it was ready, steady, go. Mm. In what context were you the official starter of anything at all sporting? It doesn't have to be running. It could be swimming. It could be anything. And uh, hopefully it went horribly wrong for you. And mm. you can tell us a humourable story, as Stuart Pierce would say this afternoon. So the day you started a race uh, of any kind, let us know. Talksport.com forward slash H&J. Text to 81089 or tweet to TSH&J. And, uh, of course, it's Wimbledon, and everybody knows that, you know, I'm going to reiterate it, I'm not a massive You're not a fan. massive tennis fan. You, know, you found, you found um, sort of brethren, though, in a guy in the star yeah, today. Yeah, and the Daily Star wrote a two-page piece about why he hates Wimbledon, why it's so boring. Oh, OK. I think it's a bit harsh, you know. People like it, they like it, get on with it. I don't yeah. have to like it. It's great news, of course, for strawberries, and it's also <laughs> big for ITN arts correspondent Nina Nana. Oh, right. On whom the uh, tennis theme tune is, but Nina, na na, Nina, you know. Do they all sing that? If she goes to Wimbledon and walks, I would, wouldn't you? If you saw her, would you start? Imagine, yeah. I don't think she'd see the funny side. No, I don't expect. I think you, you might get Nina's, Nina's um, icy glare. But even better if Nina Nana went with her grandmother, wouldn't it? Yeah, Nina Nana's Nana. <laughs> That'd be great, wouldn't it? Honestly, this they, is um, the Nana family. You'd have to, in, you'd have to intrig- all the per- person who she'd have hospitality. She eats at the top table. So this all day, the bloke from the PR company that invited to be saying, "This is Nina Nana. This is her Nana." <laughs> Nina Nana and her Nana. It'd be great, ridiculous. wouldn't it? I'd want that job. I want to be. I'm going to move well, into be the PR. person that introduces Nina Nana's Nana. <laughs> I want to be. I want to move into PR to allow me to spend a day with Nina Nana and her Nana, going around Wimbledon, saying, and then going into the theme tune. Yeah, it's true. Yes. Well, I think it works quite well. It does. Um, and Emma Raducanu has said that endorsements, all these endorsements, they haven't hurt her game. They've broadened her game. Mm. I think they've broadened her bank account about <laughs> yeah. the game. I can't, see how, I can't see how they've broadened her game. <laughs> well, that's the argument. Anyway, she'll make. be on later, won't she? Well, Lisa O'Sullivan's going to keep us in touch. Do you mm. want to hear what John McEnroe thinks? I do, actually. Um, we were fortunate enough a couple of weeks ago to have a chat with John, and he's got a, a film coming out very shortly, mm. a documentary. Which is excellent, by the way. Yeah. We really it's about enjoyed him. it. It's not a film. No, it's, it's not. It's, 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 it's got a film coming. <laughs> Rom-com. Uh, no, he, he has got um, he has got a documentary coming out, which is uh, excellent. Uh, the guys that made the Edge, the brilliant cricket documentary about the uh, the England Test team. It's the same team that brought you that, and it's uh, top quality stuff. The archive's brilliant. Mm-hmm. John's brilliant in it as well. Uh, we'll bring you that fuller chat about the film uh, in a couple of weeks' time when it comes out. In the meantime, though, we did sling in a question when we chatted about M- Emma Raducanu, which, of course, wouldn't be much good to us as we were talking Wimbledon in a couple of weeks' time. So mm. uh, this is what John had to say on uh, Emma Raducanu's Wimbledon chances. Last year, she was playing in the fourth round. I, I didn't know uh, of her, and um, they were just building it up. And then she had, I, I don't know exactly what happened, but some type of panic attack uh, where she couldn't come back on the court. Um, so you're like, right then and there already, a lot was on her plate. And that was in the round of 16 of Wimbledon. And then she did something that no tennis player has ever done in the history of our sport, which is to go through the qualifying and win the entire Grand Slam event without losing a set. So obviously that just changed things like way more drastically. And then, you know, people all of a sudden expect, okay, she's going to win everything, you know, and I'm just hopeful that she gets the right people around her because obviously it's been a a huge, huge change for her and expectations have been ramped up. It's a lot easier to be the 
hunter than the hunted. So hopefully she's going to get to that place where she can, you know, feel good about the people around her and, you know, what she's trying to do and get to a place where she can go out in the court and just compete the way she's capable of on a consistent basis. And if she can do that, she'll be fine. There we are, John McEnroe on uh, Emma Raducanu, as we said, when uh, John's documentary is out in a couple of weeks' time, we'll uh, play that full interview for you. But interesting stuff. Very interesting stuff. Mm -hmm. And uh, I don't know if you saw the brilliant headline explained in The Sun this morning. They had a story about Wimbledon. uh, have installed controversial, I don't think they're controversial, but gender-neutral toilets. Mm. Um, And uh, the headline was, Lou cannot be serious. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Still uh, paying out that cash, isn't it? Wimbledon bosses hope the new Lou will not prompt the kind of meltdown famously displayed by John McEnroe in 1981 when he screamed, you cannot be serious. Yes, we know. (laughs) You won't get the headline. You won't get the headline if you don't understand the Anyway, nobody's going to be screaming about a gender-neutral toilet other than saying you cannot be serious outside it. I wouldn't think so. I wouldn't have thought so. It's John himself, which I I don't think... (laughs) That's not his way. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. We now turn to drama at the World Nettle Eating Championships, oh, an yes. event we often cover. Mm. But uh, something happened uh, this year in the men's event that I don't think has happened before. Well, let's find out, uh, shall we? want to find out more about the world of nettle eating from the World Nettle Eating Championships. Ryan Strong joins us. Good afternoon, Ryan. Hi, how are you? Yes, we're good, thank you. So, a dead heat, I understand, in the men's event. Yes, yes. It was. Uh, it finished by... Um, they, there was a tie the two of them, um, Niall and uh, Jamie Wallen. Um, they tied to the millisecond, um, and then there had to be a speed round um, to, uh, to define the, the winner. Um, and uh, they both ate 54 feet of nettles in, uh, in 30 minutes. It was quite incredible. Wow. That's That's a lot of nettles. How do they avoid getting stung? How do you avoid getting stung? Gosh, um, one of the tricks, of course, is uh, to try to open your mouth as wide as you can, mm. so so the stinging nettles don't uh, don't touch your lips. Um, that's that's one of the the key um, key ways to reduce stinging. But um, uh, your your fingers are still stinging the next day, and your mouth is, and oh, it's all a mess. <laughs> yeah, it does sound quite unpleasant, really. Yeah, mm. so it's so it's against the clock. If you, everybody's given the same length, are they um, of of nettles, and then you've got to work your way through it in the quickest time? Uh, no, you usually it's an hour, and uh, you uh, you get to see how many lengths of nettles uh, how, you can eat in an hour. Right. Um, this year, it ended up just being thirty minutes. Um, so uh, these competitors uh, they had to eat, see how many nettles they could eat in 30 minutes. Um, usually, uh, there would be over an hour, but um, it was very close this year mm. between the, in the men's, and uh, there was a clear winner coming back um, for the ladies who won as Nettle Queen. Now, that was Lindy Rogers, 42 mm. feet of why, nettles. Why would women consume Eat. less? <laughs> than look at the serious, the way you're furrowing your brows, you ask the question, <laughs> why is it that a woman eats less nettles than a man? <laughs> Paraphrasing Richard Harris in Camelot. <laughs> Why? It's a good question, though. I mean, it was just the, the level of gravitas Andy gave it was was stunning, really. I, I think the more pertinent question here would be: Why would you eat nettles in the first place? Yeah, that's, that's, well, that's, yeah, well, that's point, we really. that's where, that's the elephant in the room. Now we don't want to ask that because we could bring the whole house of world nettle eating down. Who which better we don't to ask than actor John Nettles? Yeah. Have you ever invited John Nettles from of Bergerac fame to come along? Not, not specifically. Okay. Um, but you know, he's more than welcome. Yeah, well, of course, he's a guest of honour. 
He might want a, <laughs> might want a big fat fee. Philip Thorne, who was appropriately named, yes. chewed 104 feet of plants in 2018. Yeah, to he's, the gov- he's the governor. No one's ever going to touch <laughs> that, I wouldn't imagine. Well, you say that, mm. um, but, uh, but this year, since it was over just 30 minutes, um, with the, uh, the two tying winners, Nettle Kings, as it were, yeah. they ate, 100, they, they ate uh, sorry, uh, 54 feet in 30 minutes. So oh, yeah. presumably over an hour, over, over double that, that would be presumably they could have eaten uh, 108 feet and beaten the record. They could. I mean, we'll, ne- we'll never know. I, I know the medical officer for the tournament, uh, Doc Leaves. Yeah, Doc Leaves. <laughs> he is very good. You'd, you'd be looking for a bloke called Leaves, wouldn't you? Now, do you have Doc Leaves on hand, or is that is that a fallacy, uh, Ryan? No, we did have them on hand. Um, what was... Um, what was forbidden, though, was uh, you're disqualified if you, if you happen to throw up and oh. um, you oh, can't wear enough. gloves. No, fair enough. And you're not allowed to wear gloves? <laughs> no, no. That's okay. probably one. Mm, there you go. Interesting, which is why Alvin Stardust never entered the competition, of course. <laughs> Probably, yeah. Um, so, uh, uh, Ryan, have, uh, uh, were you a competitor who's now turned organiser, or how has it worked from your point of view? Well, um, I, I did eat nettles back in 2019, three mm. years ago when it last ran. Yeah. And um, uh, essentially, over, over the last three years, a lot of that has happened, and um, really, we're just really pleased to be able to host it and, um, and, and then sort of bring it back. Um, we, would have, we would really hate to have lost this. It's one of those, those enormously uniquely Dorset um, events, and I think there's, we had a huge turnout. Everyone was just really <coughs> pleased that it was coming back. And it was the Dorset uh, Cider Nectar Farm, which, which is the home of uh, World Nettle Eating, and uh, I suppose that's a good way to wash it down, a little drop of cider, oh, yeah, if you've got any... Nettles who who has to gather the nettles? That must yeah. take quite a bit of doing as well. I imagine it's a group effort, isn't it, really? Yes, yeah, so, um, uh, yes, it was held at our uh, family cider farm, Dorset Nectar Cider. Mm. We, uh, we went round in the morning, my brothers and I, uh, Christian and Dante, um, and um, we picked the nettles last night and uh, again this morning. So we, uh, you know, you imagine just a whole room filled with nettles standing oh. up in, in, uh, in flower arrangements, as it were, with a bit of water underneath to keep them keep them fresh, to keep the sting healthy, um, ready, ready for the eating competition. Um, it almost looked a bit dodgy with all the leaves sat around. Mm. Um, but, uh, but no, it was, it was just as much fun cutting them all and uh, gathering them all as it was, thinking, gosh, people are going to eat these, really? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> uh, you, you don't sound like a, a, a Dorset native, uh, Ryan. What's your, what's your story? Well, uh, should be by now. Uh, mm. we, we've been here for 17 years um, in, in West Dorset, but before that it was Washington State. OK, cool. Mm. Nice part of the world you've been up there. Do they, do they have really? nettles there? Well, cool, I'm sure they do. I mean, do you ever thought of taking it back, doing, uh, doing the US uh, championship? No, no, this has got to stay. This is West Country right here. This is West Dorset. Um, I, I think the U.S., where we were, it had a lot more um, snow and earthquakes and um, blistering sun and, you know, what have you. Um, I, I think this is something that should very much stay in West Dorset. They could liven up the Coney Island hot dog competition by adding nettles. That would see Joey Chestnut That off. would, yeah, that would. And Sonia the Black Widow Thomas, that would sort her out, wouldn't it? If you've got a, got a little bit of nettles on the, on the uh, hot dogs, that's very true. Well, look, um, fantastic. Well done once again. It's great you had a dead heat. And uh, good to talk to you, Ryan. Thanks very much for joining us. Thank you.
Ryan Strong there, one of the organisers of the World Net Leading Champion. I think we covered all the ground, Andy. Really. You gave it, you gave it the importance it deserved <laughs> with your gravitas. quite aggressive line of questioning, <laughs> considering the subject matter. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast, and mm. the producer popped in the back page of uh, Jim White, or make Jim White the journalist in the Telegraph, written a nice uh, tribute to uh, Sue Barker, who steps down after uh, mm. this Wimbledon. Uh, tournament and I wasn't quite listening producer came in and looked at the back of the paper mm. he said he said uh, shame about Subaka I said Chewbacca I just misheard him <laughs> yeah, of course. so um, it, as there's no football season currently on yeah. at the moment the producer uh, has kindly put a little quiz together that mm. I'm, I'm going to put the questions to Andy so probably for the first and last time ever let's play Subaka or Chewbacca <laughs> 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 Production. Tremendous. The way it gets better, I think. <laughs> Not so bad. <laughs> it's quite a clash, isn't it? It's a mashup there of Sue Barker's uh, Wimbledon theme and Chewbacca's uh, Star Wars theme. Yes, very good. So, Andy, yeah. look, I haven't put these questions together. The producer has, so I, I, I you know, I, I don't quite know. I know he did this very quickly. Well, That's all did, I'm no, telling yes. you. But it's pretty straightforward. Him, really. Pretty straightforward. Who presented a question of sport from 1997 to 2001? Do you know? 2001, is that right? Isn't it longer than that? 2021. Yes, great. I told you he'd rushed it. So who presented a question of sport from 1997 uh, to 2021? Sue Parker. No, it was Chewbacca. It was on, ta- it was on Tatooine. I didn't say on Earth, did I? It was on Tatooine. So uh, did it. Very, very similar oh, sorry, years. Chewbacca got that one wrong, got that one wrong unfortunately. Yeah. Okay, uh, so that's one wrong, Andy. I'm surprised, really. Who, uh, who made this noise? Oh, no, that was Sue Barker. It was Sue Barker. Yeah, no, I remember that. It was one of the, Phil Tufnell's jokes. He didn't like it. I think it was. One of Cat's very worst gags, and that was the reaction it got. So, well done. You got that one right. It was Sue Barker. Good. Who won the French Open in... So, uh, one out of two. Not bad. You're playing along at home. Uh, who won the French Open in 1976, defeating the Czech Renata Tomanova? 6-2, um, love 6, 6-2. Six, six, well, I'd say that has to be Sue Barker, doesn't it? Well, apparently not. It says Chewbacca here. <laughs> Is it? Well, again, I, I know he's rushed these questions, but I, I have to trust him. He's put them together. I'm sorry, Andy, so I have to mark that as wrong based okay, on yeah. questions I've got in front of me. Who I know served... he won the mixed doubles with R2-D2. Right? <laughs> no, they were very good together. They were a lot of laughs on a lot of laughs on the court. And that was not novelty matches you used to get like late at night. Yeah, Who was the, the two French, the French guys? Yeah, were, yeah fantastic. <laughs> Who's uh, well, you just end, end up laughing for four hours, wouldn't you? Marvelous. Yes, the... I love a laugh at tennis. Yeah. Uh, who served as co-pilot on the Millennium Falcon alongside Han Solo as part of the Rebel Alliance that defeated the Galactic Republic? Oh, that would be Sue Barker, surely. It was Sue Barker, yeah, <laughs> of course. According, according to these questions the producer has given me. So, well done. So, that's uh, two out of four. Okay. Uh, who came close to marrying singer Cliff Richard during an on-off relationship in the 1980s? Uh, Sue Barker, of course. Well, it says Chewbacca here. We, <laughs> we won't dwell on that for too long. Um, so, that's wrong. And finally, who is a gentle, hairy, 200-year-old Wookiee? Um, well... I'd say she's quite experienced at her job. I don't think she's a Wookiee any longer. Yes. But I'd say Sue Barker. It does say Sue Barker here, and again, I have to trust the producer, so well done. So I think you've got one, two, you've got four. Oh, thank you very four much. Four out of yeah, six in there. Uh, effort, really. 
Yes, no football on, you may have gathered. Uh, that was uh, the first and possibly last edition of... Uh, I think we should do it every day during Wimbledon. Sue Barker or Chew Backer. Imagine that. Anyway, day nine. Day nine of Sue Barker or Chew Backer. Did you see the producer went viral yesterday? Did he? With his love of... um, uh, Pro McCartney, Paul McCartney. He was absolutely spot on, to be fair. I mean, he was basically having a go at people who were knocking Paul McCartney, you know, saying, come on, he's 18, none of you have written anything like the number of great songs that he's written. It's the same on Saturday night on the Chelsea website, because as soon as he went... Oh, the Chelsea, is that where you turn to when you're watching no, Glastonbury? I did it, I did watching it. him no, no, listening to him for a Chelsea, checking for transfers. A Chelsea Honestly, prism. I've worn my phone out checking for transfers. <laughs> it's driving me mad. But I did uh, I did think that, um, oh, yes, uh, it was um, as soon as Paul McCartney went, let's hear it for Liverpool or whatever he said, something like that, I knew uh, the, the Chelsea, the Chelsea fans would turn on him. Would turn on him, of course, really? they did. They start talking about the ghost goal. That had nothing to do with Paul McCartney. <laughs> no, nothing, really. really. No, no I, was, I was with um, uh, uh, our producer on that as well. I saw him going viral and did agree. It was some was fantastic moments. Well, yeah, uh, tremendous, uh, really. Um, uh, the only thing, I was told it, that you couldn't really hear his vocals that well, but apparently on the iPlayer... Mm. They were they were clear as a bell, but there seemed to be an issue on the on the on the Beebs covers. Yes, a bit I, low down in the mix, they sounded. Yeah, like. a little bit low, but I thought because then people yeah. said, "Oh, his voice is weak." But apparently, if not, yeah. if you listen to the iPlayer, it was uh, it pretty was strong fine. compared to old uh, Diana Ross. But there we go. She, yeah, I mean, uh, she you know, she did struggle, but you know, seventy eight. Yeah. Well, that's the point, isn't and all it? All that, and know, yeah. people did it as karaoke. There's no nothing wrong yeah, with that. Yeah, it's no, a people, legend people set, isn't it? Really. Talking to the producer, though, we both owe a public mm. apology to Jack Leach, don't we, really? Let's well, you honest. and the producer, do yeah. yeah. First ball um, <laughs> of this it. test match when they both said... Before he, he really, came on. He really is a terrible bowl. He got a wicket with the first ball. Uh, temper in the in the game. <laughs> he Tremendous. Bowled, he bowled really well. He bowled really well. So, you've, yeah, you, you'd like to have like, issue like an official apology, I think. Official apology, yeah. I think that is uh, only... Uh, Jared, Jared Kimber made me laugh yesterday. He's called for the umpire's ball measuring mm. gauge yeah. and box of balls to be sponsored. Yeah. He said they spent more time in the middle of the Michelin blood. <laughs> That's very true. <laughs> uh, listening, I was telling yeah. our listening to uh, Chain Reaction, the fine Barry Gibb uh, pen song for mm. Diana Ross yesterday. Yeah. Um, there is a line in the song my good friend, former colleague now, looking after the Liverpool programme, Dave Cottrell. And I can't... You know, sometimes people tell you there's a line in a song and you can't hear it any differently, even yeah. though I know what the line is. At one point uh, in in um, Chain Reaction, she says... She sings, Tell Eddie Waring that there's no salvation. <laughs> Listen do. to it. Go on, we'll find it. She says, she says, Tell Eddie Waring that there's... And then, of course, in Upside Down, she uses the word the... So, you know, compounding... It used to be called up and under, side down. <laughs> it was. But, you know, respectfully, I censor thee, I think she says. Because that, you know, so it's her love of rugby league, of course, uh, that she says in the song. But, yeah, um, anyway, we will tell Eddie Waring anyway. that there's no salvation. Well, thank you, Dave. You're still spot on. I can't hear it any other way. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. There we are. Tell Eddie Waring there ain't no salvation. That's what she sings. It's anywhere. To anywhere and there ain't no salvation. You can see right I know it anywhere. is, but it sounds like Eddie Waring. Tell Eddie Waring there ain't no salvation, Maisie Adam. What do you mean? Dina Ross, who knew? Her you love two of, are absolutely livid. Look at lo- that. It's tense in here. I love it. We've turned yeah. on each other. Our love of rugby league. Yeah. 
Uh, lovely to see you again. Thanks for coming lovely in. Lovely to see you too, but thank you for having me. Were you, uh, I've taken, a lot of comedians do the festivals. Have you, mm. Were you at Glastonbury or not? No, I'm so jealous. Mm. I'm so, there are some comedians on there, but I'm, I'm trying to um, trying to work out who books it, but without being that person that just goes up to someone and goes, oh, yeah, how's Glastonbury? Um, who, who books that, by the way? <laughs> <laughs> You've got to get a good ten minutes going, I think, before you can drop the, just out of interest, who's, uh, oh. who's the contact for that one? Can you imagine, though, doing like, what, what is it, 20 minutes yeah. set at Glastonbury and then having the weekend? I thought I saw Josh Whittingham tweeting. He got, he, he got his out of the way Saturday morning, allowed him to yeah, enjoy the rest the, of the week. Yeah, I did spy that. He was on at like 11 o'clock or yeah, something. That's yeah, the way to that's do it. perfect. Andy what, Smart was there, of course. He was, yeah. The comedy store players do it every year, but they've been yeah, doing it that's right, yeah. for years and years. So it's a good gig, that, isn't it? It's a well, good there we gig. Ask. Have you in, been? In football. I've never been. No, no. I've tried to get tickets. I've never been. I've never been. No. It's You've issued a come and get me plea. I'm a bit young, I think, for it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think so. I think yeah, you are. I could yeah. see you. I could see you grooving there at the, <laughs> at the front row. It's yeah. Anyway, um, yeah. Good to see you again. We're going to talk a bit of Leeds uh, in a moment. You, you've been busy. We've seen you doing lots of telly, haven't you? Been recently? Yeah, I've been doing a but fair bit. I've got bit. news for you and stuff. It's exciting. It's mm. exciting. I've just been doing this thing where we're. Um, it's called Outsiders, where mm. we're in the we're in the woods for a week, oh. camping. Learning how to survive with everything. Is this some kind of outdoor taskmaster? That's master? it. Yeah, Dave, yeah, that's David it. With Mitchell. David Mitchell, it's yeah. Good. It's on Dave or something that's like it, that. It's yeah. really good, actually. Well, that's oh. one viewer already. Well, that's the, well, we're on Andy's, a roll now. Andy's giving it the seal of approval. <laughs> so, how did you, did you see yourself as an outdoorsy person? Or Do you know not? what? I've not done anything like that since like the Duke of Edinburgh Award <laughs> at school. So, <laughs> what'd you get? You get oh, your gold? No, you get your gold? no, bronze, and I struggled then. So, I think, and then the only thing I've done then is like Leeds Fest. So, Right. I was actually when we were talking about Glastonbury. I was like, I think I'd go Glastonbury, but I'd want, I'd want the glamping. But it wasn't, really? it wasn't really glamping at this. It was, uh, it was rough and ready. Rough and ready, was it? yeah. But it was good, like a great group of people. So it's, it's so dependent, isn't it, on who you do those sort of things with? And it's, it was with five other brilliant comedians. So. Does does um, David Mitchell just do the sort of arch over um, voiceover, or is he there? Is no, he's he, there. Is he oh, no, he was there. He's, oh, no, he's there. He oh, he's there, but he gets a nice posh car home every night. Yeah. Very, does he very give nice. it a full Ant Middleton? Do they do they sort of beast you? Do they give you a hard do you time? Know, do they? Like, I don't know if I can say this, but I'll I'll, I'll tell you. But we mm. had uh, one of the tasks. We had they had these like sniffer dogs that were trying to track us down. Wow. And had to like evade them. <laughs> oh, for t- yeah, it, was, it was like it went from like some tasks were dead fun and really really like just uh, silly and then there were others where I was genuinely quite fearful for my life <laughs> those dogs though, those pigs, so if, if they're ever after you just, just offer your arm yeah yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Only, only if you've got one of those big well, padding it. things that's on true. don't you offer your arm otherwise <laughs> just a bare <laughs> arm just bite your arm they always go for the arm yeah that's <laughs> Andy said it was fine <laughs> I always love the police dogs they're, they're, they're beautiful creatures but you know they're, they're obviously trained and I love these uh, these people who run away from the police in these many documentaries you see. and then start screaming when the dog brings yeah, the dog, that's what the dogs. The dog was going to tap you on the shoulder. It wasn't going to trip you over, was it? Anyway, it's all over at Edinburgh. Let's get confirmation uh, from uh, Jake Robson. My goodness, what an astonishing ending! And of course, you won't be surprised to hear that Johnny Bairstow, with six needed, just casually dispatched the ball for six into the crowd. I can't believe how extremely quickly this game has ended England almost effortlessly knocking off the 133 still required when play began a little over an hour ago and yet again the New Zealand's I don't know how else to put it they've been beasted by Johnny Bairstow what kind of form is this man in 
when Ollie Pope went for 82 on the fifth ball of the day, you wondered if there maybe was a little bit of nerves, a little bit of a choke in the England air, but not a bit of it. Bairstow crashing his way to England's second fastest 50 in Test cricket has ended on 71, 369 runs now he scored in his last three innings. It's just absolutely remarkable. Joe Root, he more or less watched on from the other end. He added 31 to his overnight score to end on 86. England's last three chases in the fourth innings of a test match, they've all been in this series. 296 today, 299 at Trent Bridge and 277 at Lords, and all really without any worry at all. Baz Ball, thanks to Brendan McCullum, very much in full effect. It's another uh, innings that England have gone over five and over. That's three in a row. I, I just You run out of superlatives, don't you guys? It's actually quite remarkable. Have England all of a sudden gone from being a hopeless test team to being a quite brilliant test team. Well, after three matches, there's certainly some very good signs in the air. Bring on India at the end of this week, I say. Yeah, thank you, Jake. Optimistic, I'd yeah. say. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, they are. Look, they're playing great. They hammered New Zealand, which is a brilliant achievement. Yeah, uh, and they, they're, they're three think... great test matches. Uh, this is your part of the world, Maisie, mm. of course, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, looks very nice over in Headingley today, doesn't yeah. it? Are you, we know you're a Leeds uh, football fan. Do you, do you get the cricket? Or not? This is terrible. I You're just not don't. A fan. I just don't. My grandpa absolutely lived for cricket, mm. like and Yorkshire especially. But I, I just, I just can't get, I can't get on board with it. Really? Yeah, it's, it's just dead slow for me. Like, it's so slow. Even twenty twenty. Even yeah. a twenty twenty. Even hundred. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was taken to a test match for my first, and I thought, like, I thought it stopped for a break. I thought it was so slow. I thought people were just doing a little bit of like fun before. You know when you see like in football when they're warming up mm. and just kicking it across at each other. This was the game. I, I thought that was happening, and then my grandpa was like, "No, no, no! This is the game." I was like, "Bloody! Yeah, it's like watching it in slow motion." Oh, wow. um, but that 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 sounded great news. That yes. sounded lovely. England Good doing, luck yes. to us. doing rather well. Mm. Now you're you're going to be up at the Edinburgh Festival. Yeah, uh, your show buzzed. Yeah, this is exciting. This, it, it draws ever closer. I know I've been on here a, a few times and we've spoken about it, but mm. it's um, it's now within uh, within reach, isn't it, Edinburgh? It's looming over me. It's just, I'm excited, mm. but I'm also racked with nerves. It's um, the, you're in the Gilded Balloon yeah. Terrier dining room. Yeah, nice room, that. Yeah. Nice. Honestly, the first time I went there, I was in this like 50-seater. It was boiling hot. Uh, we all had to buy hand fans after like three days to wow. hand out to the audience because people would like... Just, you know when you can see people sweating yeah. in your audience, you're like, well, that's they've zoned out. They've definitely zoned out. <laughs> so I'm now in a nice, uh, bigger room, mm. dining room, raked seating. That's oh, okay. how nice it is. Well, it's is. a dining room. It's not like a dinner gig, is it? So they're all sitting <laughs> no, there no. working their way through chicken in a sauce while you're on. Yeah, they've all got a collector tray on the way in. Imagine <laughs> <laughs> that, the clattering of knives and forks, the and buffet. put the leftovers in a big bin on <laughs> yeah. the way out. Yeah. That's what I say. Come to a gig, you get fed at Maisie Adams' gig. It's brilliant. <laughs> Load of custard in a big metal jug. I'm there in my pinafore. Yeah, school dinners. That would be great, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, it'd be that's a nice idea. That's a think, nice idea. Yeah. The thing is about Edinburgh, you, you want to, you don't want to be reviewed for you know, like your first couple of shows. You want to yeah. get your groove, but you don't want to be reviewed too late. Otherwise, you won't get the, you, yeah. the benefits. Yeah, so yeah. it's kind of after about four or five days. I think that's you, the you don't get that yeah. choice though. When a reviewer comes, no, you can't ban. The no. reviewer says, "I'd like to come in." Say, "No, back that's off." It, See yeah, you, in you three can't. Days. Go, can you come back in three? Can we <laughs> arrange a time? You're at their mercy. So yeah. It's uh, it's. I I prefer not to look when they send through the ticket sales because you can see who's who's coming as a as a reviewer. Oh right. I just don't. I just don't look. 
Uh, mate of Andy's is one of the fearsome ones, isn't she? Kate Copstick. Kate Copstick, <gasps> yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. She's a spicy one, that <laughs> yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's fair, though, I think. In oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But she doesn't hold back. She'll she'll just say oh, yeah, exactly no, what she, like what she reckons. She'll, yeah, yeah. 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 Is this your first? Uh, isn't it your first kind of show there or not? No, this no. is my third one. Third. This is my third one. Uh, so I did 2018, 2019, and then, and then this one. Mm. Um, but, yeah, my biggest room yet. Always gone at Gilded Balloon because I've always been mm. lovely there. But um, yeah, I mean, I'm dead excited. I'm Lovely. doing a preview tonight just to kind of right. run it out. Are you, is there tickets? Are they all gone? Are they about? I think I think there's a few left. It's always be comedy in Kennington tonight. Okay. Um, mm. But yeah, I was saying I was saying to the lad before I came in here, like you have you, you run it mm. out as much as you can, and then I went away and did this outsiders thing for a week. Yeah. So now I've got to like <clears throat> learn it all again, and then I, I, I'm going to mm. Morocco tomorrow to do world's most dangerous roads. Really? So hopefully I'll survive it and be back for Edinburgh oh, yeah, Fringe. Definitely. Who are you doing that with? Susie Ruffle. Do you know Susie? Oh, yeah, 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 oh she's yeah. brilliant. Oh, yeah. That'll be fun. So me and her, I know, I haven't told mm. her that I took seven times to pass my test. <laughs> seven? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. Perfect person. Yeah, backed into a pram right? on the third one. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I was that's joking. A, that's a major. I wish I, oh, yeah, that that's was a major. A, that's a major. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I was one of them where I, th- I think on test number two, like I, I mounted the curb as I left the car park. And she, yeah. I could just hear her like cross it on the clipboard. <laughs> yeah. And she was like, we'll keep going anyway. And I was like, oh, why? For point? an hour, we were just yeah. going around Nairsborough, just like knowing <laughs> you'd failed. No children were harmed in the... No in... children were harmed. No, okay. no, no. Well, that's it. I backed into a mm. pram and she, mm. she said, oh, no, stop. You've, you've backed into a pram. And I don't think it helped because I went, oh, it doesn't matter. It's empty. <laughs> <laughs> Oh dear! It's funny. Yeah. It's funny you mentioned about learning the, mm. the routine because I've been watching Catherine Ryan's show. It's a really interesting show. Actually. Oh, that um, that like back, uh, oh. behind the scenes, yeah, called yeah. backstage with so, Catherine Ryan. Yeah. It's fascinating. Frankie Boyle was on, and he, he was really like memorising his, his show because they've got cameras everywhere, yeah, so you yeah. see people before they go on. And yeah, it's really fascinating to see him do that. It's such a clever idea to show the audience like what what backstage is like because mm. it is such a a strange environment you've got sort of and people relax in different mm. ways some people just want to completely switch off and then they just can switch into gear at the moment they go on and then other people are like a lot of them have been don't nervous. talk to me yeah yeah, yeah. and and the, even the big ones as you say like frankie boyle mm. there's there's i've been in green rooms with people i watched growing up and they're still sort of mm. going over scribbling things out crossing it out right before mm. you go on is it generally supportive? Let's try and compare it to a football dressing room or whatever. Is it a supportive yeah, environment backstage? I think it like, it in this. Yeah, I think like yeah. as you as you've um, like got your merits a bit more, it's more support. The open mic can be quite savage when you're the new kid on the block. It's <clears throat> yeah. very like tough love, I found. But then once you've kind of earned, you know your stripes a bit more, it's a bit more welcoming. Mm. Yeah. Now you are a Leeds United fan. Uh, yes, um, we, we we've been chatting about the team today, but they they are looking to maybe reinforce. But you know you've lost. You're uh, going to mention him, aren't you? Yeah, you've lost Calvin. Um, oh. Rafinha could be off. Possibly, there's no guarantees that that's going to happen. Uh, but you know, players are moving on. It's going to be a uh, going to be a bit of a series of sort of transitional moves. It's a proper in and switch out, up. Really. Yeah, yeah. With such an integral player like Phillips, like that's that is really going to change the whole. I really hope we don't lose Rafinha as well, at least for you know another season. Just to I think to have the two most prolific and best players, I don't think anybody would disagree with that at the mm. moment. Go in the same season. I mean, we're we're also recruiting. We've we've sort of done a, a clean sweep of Leipzig and Salzburg at the moment. We've got um we've got a few got a few good. Uh, Mark Rock has come in. We've had Brendan Aronson. They all kind of seem to be 
given the stamp of approval by Marsh. So, you, but, you, but all the fans are still divided on him. Well, I, was I gonna like say, him. Yeah, you like him. I was going to ask you. I like him. Yeah. I like. I mean, I think we said last time. Was it? I think last time we were in, you were going. Bielsa's going to go. Bielsa, and I was going. No, you, no, he's not. He's, yeah, you, yeah. You're talking. We'd, I think we'd we'd heard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I think mm. it was Talkspot that first saw it when mm. it, when it came through on Twitter. It was. It was. This was the source. Mm. Um, and mm. I was heartbroken when he went. I did, but I think. When I look back now, I do think it was the right decision. Mm. You like you look at the statistics. We did improve. We played better football. Um, I think the sort of ones that were very romantically attached to Bielsa are still yeah. coming round to the idea of Jesse Marshall, Ted Lasso, as they're still calling it, him. But I, mean, I like him. It, I like him. It's Gordon McQueen's 70th birthday. Happy birthday, big Gordon. And um, they they were showing them some great old pictures on Twitter earlier on of that era of Leeds. Yeah. When Paul Trevelyan came up with that idea to mm. get them in the tracksuit tops with the names on the back. Yeah. The sock tags. Yeah, yeah, Doing yeah. that sort of dance around the outside of the pitch. I love that it. Kind of, it'd be great to bring that back. Jesse yeah, Marshall, yeah. Give it a bit of US razzmatazz. Do you know what I mean? I quite like it. When, <laughs> and, and when we scraped by the skin of our teeth out of the relegation zone on that last day of the season, like the 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 speech that he was doing in the in the dressing room was like something straight out of Ted Lasso. But I'm all here for it. Yeah, I like yeah. it. I went to that game. They played well. Leeds, they did, didn't they? Didn't they? It yeah. was a proper. Mm. It was what you want on the last day of the season. Mm. And that 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 image of Rafinha in the crowd. It was like mm. a. Caravaggio painting, wasn't it? Yeah. It was just incredible. <laughs> it was brilliant. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So when is, your, when is your um, your that, the day show going out? The survival show going out? I think out November. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I've just right. finished my tour, um, and then that'll that'll go out around November. And your and your world's day, most dangerous road? You don't know. When, oh, no idea. No, okay. well, no just, idea. I'm just focusing on getting back depends, from yeah. it. Yeah, yeah the <laughs> important thing. And the Gilded Balloon TV dining room, third of the 29th, five thirty. Yeah, come say hello if you're in Edinburgh. It'd be lovely yeah. to see you. Amazing Adam show buzz. Good to see you again, Maisie. Thanks, Thanks for coming guys. in. Thanks, guys. Lovely to see you too. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry, and some well less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs, no deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. 
Yes, Djokovic did win that um, third set. Yeah, three, of course two he sets. did. So it was six, three, Why don't you just go to the final now? Get it over with, really. It's a pointless Please, thing but, it is. What? Well, Andy, you're very down on the sport. And uh, maybe it'd be livened up for you by, you know, sadly doing mm. away with a great tradition of uh, ball boys and ball girls, uh, mm. clearing things up when they hit the net and, and wherever else, and bringing in dogs to do uh, the same job. Good idea, I think. Yeah. Mm. Well, um, the good people at Many Pets, they have trialled it at uh, a couple of uh, small tennis clubs, and the results were positive. Uh, joining us now from Many Pets, their chief marketing officer, uh, Adam Rustam. Good afternoon, Adam. Hi there. So, um, what, does, what particular breed are you looking at? I mean, what sort of dogs can we expect to see clearing up the balls at Wimbledon? Should they give this the thumbs up? Well, I guess the obvious answer would be a retriever. But we've tried all sorts of different dogs, and um, yeah, they did really, really well uh, in in you know picking up those uh, balls and bringing them back. Right. Um, the only thing, the one pitfall I could see would be dog goober. I yeah, mean, I'd you know, so. players are very fussy about the balls they take and the balls they reject. I have a dog, and uh, yeah, I mean, the balls could get a bit claggy, couldn't they, after a while? Well, yeah, maybe, but it might just be one sacrifice a, a tennis tournament would have to make to add a lot of cuteness to the competition and maybe do something fun for rescue dogs. Yeah, I mean, it's a nice... Yeah, the only thing is, like, if you see like, the ball boys get the ball and then they throw it back to the player, the, how, how's the dog going to do that? Well, I do, they can just carry it along <laughs> and then you might want a ball boy or a ball girl at each end so the dog takes it to them. Oh, really? Okay. Well, I don't know. I mean, you, maybe you've worked out. <laughs> how did it work out in your trial then, uh, Adam? Well, if I'm really honest, it, it it varied from complete obedience to total chaos, which is you probably which is what you probably get with my dog. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, there were definite there's some strong candidates there, some really well trained dogs that just did a great job of going grabbing that ball and then bringing it back. Oh, now, most of the boys and girls at Wimbledon are toilet trained, but what would you do about the... <laughs> well, most. <laughs> most. They're sort of teenagers. I'd like to think all. Yeah, I'd like to think all, Andy, most. <laughs> what about the dogs, though? That's a bit more tricky, isn't it? Well, when a dog's got to go, a dog's got to go. But mm. um, I'm sure uh, we, we cope with the uh, the call of nature as, as, when, as and when it arrives. I mean, you've got... There are... There's, there's posts, aren't there, really, either side of the net. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it could be a kind of... A, a Nick Kyrgios could be all for one of the dogs going up to the umpire's chair and, and <laughs> doing its business uh, under that, you know, maybe a sort of a, a mark on their performance. But uh, So that wasn't an issue when you trialled it, no? No, no, we, <laughs> it wasn't, I'm afraid. Oh, OK. Well, well that's good. It's a good thing, afraid, really. That's good, yeah. So um, what's next? Are you going to start lobbying Wimbledon? Yes, uh, we have actually one, uh, lobbied Wimbledon, so... Um, sadly, we haven't heard back from them yet. But yeah, we've um, we're, we're keen about this. You know, I think it will add some excitement to the tournament. Make sure that we're looking after our pets and yeah. uh, giving them something fun and active to do. It's a great thing. Yeah, well, that's we're all for it, Andy. Oh, I mean, yeah. I don't, no, you, very you, much you, so, you want yeah. it? I'm Andy? very much for it. Yeah. Okay, well, I'll, I'll, we'll make sure it happens then. Um, Adam, thank you very much for joining us. Thank you. Adam uh, Rostam, they're the chief marketing oh, dogs officer. Dogs will be disappointed that Sue Barker's going. <laughs> they, well, they will be. It would have been, it would have been uh, perfect. I just, uh, my dog would not be very good at this. No. Doesn't like, not interested in, uh, if you throw a ball, 
She'll come back with it, but then she wants to play tug with it. She's, oh, she'll yeah. keep it in well, her mouth. She won't drop it. So it's so everything yeah. she's into. They'd have to be trained. Yeah. Know. As yeah. I said, the, the balls would get a bit claggy. I, you can only imagine the faces on some of the players as they get... Really see the advantage this, uh, this way. It's not going to happen, is it? <laughs> not really. It's, no. it's, it's a pipe dream, I think. It's fair <laughs> It's fair to say bulldogs are never going to happen. Ideally, be, like, it would be carnage. <laughs> It'd be like some old Disney <laughs> film, wouldn't it? <laughs> Dogs running around, barking everywhere. Also, people are sitting there in those debenture mm. seats. My dog, greedy Labrador, will be climbing up, trying to nick food off of people. That's true. They badly well. behaved. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a recipe for disaster. I actually can't believe we spoke about it. But there we are. <laughs> well, you know. Anything else you want to talk about, Andy? Yeah, they, uh, yesterday in the uh, Mail on Sunday, they reviewed... Mm. I don't know if you've seen this restaurant. It looks fabulous, but it's, uh, it's expensive. It's £350 set menu it's about a 30 taste 30 course tasting menu wow it's in wales i, I mm. would try and pronounce it but i can't okay uh, you sneer i think or something like that is it's it probably well, it's not, not that near in wales <laughs> exactly but it says here in the review he said um, mm. uh in these straightened times it could be seen excessive even obscene 350 pounds but while some people are happy to spend 500 pound on a flight to new york or a football season ticket i was thinking yeah, I don't know where you'll be good going, luck with mate. that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, not in the Premier League. Not in we? the Premier League. No, no. definitely not. And uh, what else have we got here? Oh yeah, um, you know, I'm not quite uh, not sure about that. <laughs> okay, it's a on air editing. Honestly, when Andy <laughs> when Andy self edits, you know what appalling stuff he was going to come out with. It's always a good thing. Do you know we talked earlier on about the world nettle eating? There oh, was yeah. another crackpot event yesterday. Mm. Are you aware of this? No, what it was, was it? It was the um, Scottish Tatty Run in oh, I don't uh, know Edinburgh. That one. Yeah. Tatties and Neeps. No, no, no. You have to run with a bag of spuds on your back. Really? Yeah. Mm, it was okay. uh, a 20 kilogram sack of Branston potatoes on your back, and you, you race with the spuds on your back. I've never heard of Branston potatoes. No, nor have I. I've never heard of them. <laughs> they come with an old, inbuilt pickle. An odd flavour. But, uh, no, I, I just thought I'd bring that to you, that uh, there was another event going on yesterday of the crackpot variety. And then, of course, we talked a little bit about Paul McCartney earlier in the show. We did, and he's fine The set, producer's yeah. tweet went viral, thanks mm. to Kelly Cates, apparently. Oh, right, OK. She retweeted it, and that's what it... Because it went about forty, fifty thousand people retweeted it. He's he only got about a thousand followers. Is he an influencer? Might be a bit more than that. I, 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 we should look upon him differently from well, there on. I didn't realise he had that sort so. of power. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to get him. Are you on TikTok? Oh, yeah, it's only a matter of time. He will be Surely by this should evening. Be, really. <laughs> yeah. Great. Anyway, uh, this woman wrote to the Sun today, and she mm. said, "Paul McCartney may be the oldest ever Glastonbury headliner, but his magical performance showed the youngsters a thing or two. Yeah. How many of today's artists will still be performing in their seventies and eighties? I'd say all of them." What, what, what's the difference? What, you all think of Ed, them? Well, what, Ed Sheeran, do you think he's going to pack it in? He's not going to perform? They all will. What, Taylor Swift, she's going to go, oh, that's it, I've had enough, I'm retiring. That's not going to happen, is it? That's what you they do. They, they go know. on and on for all. They all do, don't they? Who, who in the music industry has retired said, oh, that's it, I'm not doing any more? And I don't mean for ill health or something like that. Actually decided I've you, had enough. You've, you've suddenly put me on the spot. Maybe we'll ask the listeners. Not many, I'd say. Uh, John says, mm. tell your dog to sit and give him a treat. It's a she, but she'll drop it every time. Don't know she won't. <laughs> because I think you know your own dog. She wants a game of tug. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And if there's a game of... Treats yeah. one thing. She's, she's greedy, but if there's a game mm. of tug to be had, she's not dropping it for anything. Prize out of her... Yeah, it's not easy. No, not easy at all. Um, you've got me thinking now. Uh, retirement. There is, is there a retirement home for old musicians? There probably is. There is for actors, isn't there? Yeah, but I mean, you know... 
I mean, some people's voices go. They can't. Or they can't. That doesn't seem to be. That seems stop. <laughs> I suppose. Yeah. They just. That's I true. think they just they go just... on, don't they? They love performing, and while they yeah. can perform, people want to see them. And the I, fact, that, the fact they yeah. do allows us to do the same gag every week on the birthday spread when you when you come up with their ages. <laughs> exactly. Of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what we see. So, you think Billie Eilish. She'll, she'll be there, eighty years old. Oh yeah, Billie Eilish. She won't. Playing she the won't pyramid stage. I thought she was pretty good, actually. Oh, you you yeah. enjoyed it, did you? Thank you very much, the target audience. A bit fortunate, luck of the Eilish, but there you go. <laughs> Just, you only watched it for a pun. <laughs> yeah, I did. That's right. Thought, uh, yeah. What was your favourite track, Andy? Was, I, was I, any I one know, of... I only know that one track. That stood out for yeah, you. Yeah. Okay, the one that gets used in adverts. <laughs> That's the one, yeah. That's the one Andy likes, the one that gets used in adverts. Marvellous, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> um, anything else? <laughs> <laughs> is it horse related? <laughs> I've got a note about Jack Holiday. Jack Holiday. Who's Jack Holiday? That's a Freudian step. Jack Grealish. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, he should known. change his name to Jack Holiday. I think he should. Yeah. <laughs> Jack Holiday. Oh, yes. he's had a long holiday. Now he went to Harry Maguire's wedding. Had a long holiday. He's had about three weeks off. I know. Yeah. But, but he's been to quite a few places. But oh, fair enough, really, I'd say. I mean, you know, when, this is his only window, isn't it? He can't, he can't go in November, can he? He can't have a week in November. No, that's true. No. Talking, well, if he's not in the World Cup, he can, mm. but he will be. Talking of, uh, of TikTok, and there was a brilliant video on there today of Boris Johnson <clears throat> arriving somewhere in a car about 10 yards away, getting out of the car and then running the last 10 yards. Mm. Something we always suspected was possibly true. Yes, that's right. Yeah, was he still wearing his crag hoppers fleece and his self-styled yeah, yeah, outfit? Which he, he did look in good in the time. ten yards that he actually ran. Good running technique, very good. Uh, my Springer will be great at retrieving the ball. Mm. Only downside is he'd be off over the net when the player served. Said Pete. That's the, the other fan. thing, isn't it? You know, the dogs chase the ball. Chase the ball. As soon as it's hit. It's not practical at all. It's not, Andy. And I think even to be fair to the good people at Many Pets, it was a marketing thing, which is why yeah. we spoke to the chief marketing officer, well, not anybody from be. Wimbledon who was about to green light it. <laughs> Harvey in Chorley, he's gone uh, with Rafa Dalmatian. We didn't ask for any of those. Didn't ask for those, did we? Yeah, what about the slobber factor? We'd all watch that, wouldn't we? Yeah, that's a true. lot of palm wiping. Nathan, I did bring that up, of course, so... Uh, so there we are. Um, uh, yes, uh, just uh, an example of uh, the idea of uh, ball dogs at Wimbledon. Never going to happen. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. So there we are. That was this afternoon's show. I'll be back with uh, Charlie tomorrow. Andy, you're back on Thursday. Thursday, yeah. So do hope you can join Thursday. myself and Charlie from one. If not, uh, then uh, you can download the podcast at uh, four o'clock. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley. 
for the love of home.